Yeah, may his gentle soul rest peacefully. And thank you so much uh, for sharing your talent with us. And that is uh, Oliver, uh, known to many as Tuku, uh, Oliver Mtukuzi, um, born in Zimbabwe and uh, has served the world through his talent. And that was Neria. And we begin our conversation this afternoon looking at uh, the continued and growing abuse in churches. And joining us right now is Mrs. Togum Kwanazi Kaluva, who is a chairperson of of uh, um, the CRL Rights Commission uh, joining us to just look at uh, some of I mean, what what should communities do? Um, because we've been talking about this for for the longest time, and then a commission was established to just help communities to identify um, some of these churches that are bogus. And uh, what are some of the challenges uh, that they face? Because bottom line is, it's the same communities that are supposed to be protected um, that go to these churches. Good afternoon and welcome, Amkalu. Good afternoon, Griselda, and thanks for having us this. Afternoon. I mean, we we've seen um, a video doing rounds of uh, um, a, a young a young girl in her early twenties um, going viral, uh, showing a, a church elder beating up this young woman, and uh, it's it's now alleged that uh, they were being beaten up for sharing on social media um, that they had gone out with friends, and and that is regarded by the church as a sin. And it, are things like these acceptable um, in, in what a church is supposed to be representing? You know, the beating up of an individual is illegal to start with. Mm. Beating up people is unacceptable. And our understanding of the church is that the church is supposed to pray for you to help you change your behavior, whether they think it's right or wrong, going to the mall and doing whatever is another story. Mm. But if they feel that you're not doing what they think is, is the right thing to do, we expect the church to pray for people. And we expect the church to stick to the constitution and the laws of this country. Beating up individuals is, is a, a harmful practice. There are many harmful religious practices, and this is one of them. And I don't know whether it's a religious practice or it's a practice of that particular church, because not all churches would beat you up if you've done something they deem to be wrong. Mostly they pray for you, and we feel this matter should be treated as a criminal matter. Mm. And these people should not be allowed room to say it's a doctrinal issue to beat up a young person like that. It's a crime. Maybe let's go um, back to basics and just find out what's giving rise to many of these bogus churches um, because they seem to be a growing phenomenon. They are a growing phenomenon. When, you know, the Federal Commission was the third commission, right? Chapter 9 institution was the third commission. When we started five years ago, our term is almost over, our first term, we decided that we need to look at what is this thing happening in churches, the commercialization of religion mm. and the abuse of people's beliefs. Because, you see, you get abused and beaten up because you believe in something. They didn't pick you up from the street. You came to the church because you wanted to be part of the church, because you believe you are a Christian, you believe that the church will guide you, and lead you in being a good Christian. Mm. And then you get abused for believing. And that's a very complicated thing when people use your own belief to then abuse you. 
Because you then find that you are caught in this web that you also don't know. We all want to go to heaven. We all want God's blessings. Yeah. And then we allow people to go beyond that call and to do many things to us that shouldn't be done. But because we believe and they keep saying, this thing you're doing is ungodly. God said you must do this to me. God said you must sleep with me. God said you must mm. pay me money. You then do all these things because you believe the instruction from God. And that's the worst form of abuse that you can do because you, you, you vandalize people's souls and spirits by presenting the misrepresentation of what Christianity is. It is an abuse of your soul and your spirit. So, that, so that is extreme. Let's talk about why the commission was formed and, and uh, what are some of uh, the challenges that you faced. You're almost nearing the end uh, of, of your office. Um, five years is, is nearing the end. And are you making any uh, impact, any inroads? Um, because it, it seems like, you know, all these tents are popping up in different communities. Uh, wh- what should give for communities to take full responsibility in understanding what a church is and, and reject what is not? Um, supposedly a church? When this current commission was appointed, it was the third commission, not the first one. At the third commission, we decided there's a challenge in the religious sector. It had been going on for for a while. Mm. But I think the problem is the untouchable nature of religion. First and foremost, what, what we've been able to achieve is one thing and one thing alone. The country is aware now of what is happening in these churches. They might not have been aware of the extent of abuse. They might not have been aware of the sexual nature of some of the abuses, uh, actions that are taking place all in the name of Christianity, especially. Mm -hmm. And then we've achieved the issue of why the door of saying this sector needs to be regulated. There's no profession that is not regulated. If you choose a particular profession to be a religious practitioner, they're as good as a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse. Everyone has a peer review council or committee or whatever of peers who can then say what you are doing is right, what you are doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. We've always said there's nothing wrong with the religion and the congregants. There's a lot wrong with one person usually, the leader of a particular church, Mm. who then creates this environment that is is conducive to abuse of people's financial rights and uh, spiritual rights and all sorts of other rights, and even abuse their freedom of religion. Because you then think, okay, this is how a religious sector runs, this is how a religious organization runs, this is how a church runs, and and you stay in this abusive relationship because you think this is it. And we've achieved the issue of this is enough. Mm. And we've had the church coming forth, the SACC, ISCC, Shamba, all sorts of other big churches saying enough is enough. They are now willing to be regulated and have a peer review mechanisms where they themselves can then sit around the table as fellow Christians mm. and then ask the pastor who's championing the beating up of girls as to which part of the Bible allows you to do all of these things that you are doing. But we're also still holding on 
to the fact that you need a license to operate. A doctor needs a license, a lawyer needs a license. Everyone is given permission to operate somewhere, and that permission can be taken away from you if you are out of control and you misbehave. So there needs to be a group of people who will say, we are so out of order, we don't think you can be helped. Go find another job somewhere, find another career somewhere. You can't be one of us. Mam Kaliva, we have to take a break, um, but I'd also like to find out if, if perhaps um, there is willingness uh, for the church to then, um, you know, keep itself in check, um, because it's all good and well uh, to have these conversations. It's another when uh, we just talk and and there's no recourse. And can you uh, really regulate spirituality? All right, uh, we take a break. Uh, back straight after this. Joining me uh, on the line is uh, Mam Togom Kwanazikalova, who is a chairperson of uh, the Cultural, Religious and Linguistic um, Rights Commission as we talk about uh, the abuse in churches, the growing and continued abuse in churches. And uh, we're talking right now about a recent uh, video that uh, um, made, uh, that went viral of a young 20-year-old being seen being bitten by a church leader and uh, she was being punished um, with her friends for being on social media and having fun. And these are the young people in their early 20s and uh, you you then wonder why is the church not then creating an environment where these young people are not supposed to mix with other young people um, because according to that church uh, this is regarded as a sin and uh, joining us on the line right now is uh, the chairperson of CRL uh, to just uh, look at uh, what would then even constitute um, what we regard as a church today let's talk about I mean, is there willingness uh, for these churches and and leaders um, to to regulate self? And can you regulate spirituality? If so, where do you even start? You see, we're not proposing regulating spirituality. Mm-hmm. We're proposing regulating individuals. Mm. You see, the, the, when you've got the, the lawyers uh, and their own system, the doctors and their own system, they have no intention of regulating the legal practice, mm. but they deal with individuals who are doing wrong things. Mm. And even here, we're saying there's nothing wrong with Christianity. There's nothing wrong with the doctrine. There's something very, very wrong with the individual. If an individual decides to run a cult-like situation where you must all not mix with other people, you must stay in the room and go nowhere, you must submit all your possessions to the church, that is an individual that has taken that decision, and the individual must be dealt with, and not the congregants. The church can continue without that individual when his license is gone, because he or she has misbehaved. Mm. So we never had intention of regulating the religion itself, because the religion is not wrong. It's the individual. And there aren't like in millions or whatever. It's those individuals that must be dealt with and removed, if needs be, from the system to go and find other careers somewhere and let the church run. They can be ordinary church members if they so wish, but they can't run a church 
once they've been found wanting. All right, let's go to the news headlines and uh, we come back with taking your calls on 0891-104-207. What's our voice note? 0614-104-107. We're also at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and uh, Facebook. And you can hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live or SMS 40938. Here's Utsile with the news headlines. All right, uh, thank you so much uh, for connecting uh, your dialogue at SAFM Radio. And you find us 104 to 107 FM Nationwide. And let's hear what you have to say about this particular topic. Joining me on the line is Mamto Mkwana Zikalova, who's a chairperson of uh, the uh, Cultural, Religious and Linguistic uh, Rights Commission. We seem to be breaking um, this these rights uh, quite often in our churches. Uh, what gives rise uh, to this? All right, let's hear. Uh, uh, hear your messages we start uh, with a, a voice note good afternoon chris elda thanks for your show and uh, i'm listening to the topic as i'm sitting here i think with this church thing you know uh, i mean from 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 before i mean we never had problems like this the cause of all the problems that we have in this country it's our own government this government they couldn't uh, um, uh, look into how they minister things based on the fact that number one they allowed people from foreign countries to just come in numbers in this country without even proper document and these people most of them you can go around the cities they are running churches everybody has got a church and uh, that's where our problem started and now here yeah, are problems today the church has been blamed by the same government. So now this government must look at itself before they can point a finger because they are the cause of all this mess that we are in. Philip Mayademdeni, thank you. But then, Dr. Philip, in Danzane, these are South Africans um, beating up uh, young girls in their church um, because they believe that uh, their doctrine says uh, when you are on social media, you're sinning. And, and what's that got to do with uh, uh, foreign nationals? Some of the, uh, you know, sometimes we just need to take a step back and look at ourselves. Khancho uh, says um, minister, ministries are founded by individuals through uh, calling by God. How do you take the individual out of uh, 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 out, take the individual out and let the church run without them. Ministers, uh, okay, it's the same message. And uh, we also have Ephraim on Twitter uh, asking, uh, Team, I think a church should be a place where one is guided spiritually not to be heard. It should serve as an umbrella against uh, bad behavior. It said what's happening in, in that Monty video. And an SMS, uh, all right, uh, we, Rancho continues uh, SMSing and tweeting up a storm. No church is better than other. Uh, the past charismatic churches were allowed to say uh, ZCC and Amazayoni were sinful uh, in using water is wash, etc. Now charismatic churches are in what was condemned because it brings money. And I guess the root of, of all this, Mam um, uh, could be that church has now been commercialized. You see, part of what we looked at when we were doing our investigation was the commercialization of religion. Mm. That has corrupted the system a lot. The issue of churches making a lot of money by whatever means possible, whether it's to sell a prayer, sell faith uh, products, 
Bugs or whatever else that is being sold. Mm. It, it has made the church become a sort of business. And it's widespread. It's not, I'm glad you're raising the issue of there's an illusion that it's, it's foreign pastors who are doing this. The reality of the matter is the snake pastor, the doom pastor, the grass pastor, the, the splitting up pastor, the petrol pastor, and all sorts of other things are done by South Africans. So the bulk of the problem is with South Africans. So even if the other pastors could all leave the country, mm. we'll still have a problem. So we've got a problem called church that is not dealing with itself effectively. So at some point to ask whether there is support. Yeah. The people who would support the proposal to regulate practitioners, it's the broad church. Yeah. Many, many, even charismatic church leaders are in support. But then, of course, there are those that are doing strange things. Of course, they won't accept that there could be regulation of religious practitioners because they know yeah. they're doing the wrong thing. They like the current system where anything goes. So they are going to object and march and do whatever. That is still okay. But they must know there's a time when mm. this thing has to stop. All right, let's go to the lines now on 0891-104-207. Erastus uh, is joining us from Weedbank. Good afternoon and welcome. Erastus, good afternoon. Right, we seem to have lost the rest us there. Um, Professor Bongani Kumalo, good afternoon and welcome. Hello. Good afternoon and welcome, sir. Thank you so much uh, for calling us. Good afternoon, Aussie and Mam Kaluva. Uh, you are speaking to Rastas coming from Wittang. It's important that we have the numbers to call back because we want to attend the meeting that is going to be held on the 13th of February. Okay. Because I'm one of the pastors. And I'm not impressed about a lot of things that I see happening. And we are not, our church, we are not part of the group of pastors who guide us and come up with a plan as to how to make money from people. I'll tell you one thing, Mam Kaluva. I was practicing as a debt counselor and as a labor lawyer. I had to leave the debt counseling because to find a person who has a problem who can't even pay the house and the vehicle. And then when you look at the finances, you're trying to restructure you find that there is a 5,000 rent that's going to a pastor every month. And then you tell a person to say, if I were to appear to court and defend you and mm. try to reduce the monthly installment, the lawyers that are representing the bank is going to want to know, and the judge, as to where is the 5,000 rent. Therefore, we need to speak to the pastor and tell him you can't get the money because you're losing your house. Then you say, no, I'm afraid of the pastor. Sometimes I have to pick Yo. up the phone myself and phone the pastor and say, pastor, you can't get this money because the person is losing the house. the house. Then they will fight with me. Thank you very much. We need a number before you leave, man. We want uh, to attend the 15th of February. Okay, we'll, we'll make you. sure that Bye. you get that number. I'm not sure whether we're going to Hendrik or Justice right now. Um, joining us uh, from Hazyview. Good afternoon and welcome. All right, Justice in, Bo- in Bombela, good afternoon and welcome. Welcome. Yeah, in, for me to comment regarding this matter is that uh, who allows these churches to do what they to practice what they are doing? What if I it's the community, that? Justice? I mean, it, it's South Africans that go and flock but into these it, churches. But these people need to be regulated by our own government, is it? So why in South Africa do we have so many churches? Okay. Who regulates them? That's the that's problem. That's where the problem starts. 
Why is it so easy for us to point a finger at government with everything? Because government is not the one that flocks into the churches. Government is not the one that drinks petrol. And, and But but I take your point. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. All right. Uh, let's see if uh, Professor Bongani Kumalo is still with us. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, ma'am. And good afternoon to Ms. Kaluva. To Ms. Mkwanez Kaluva. Master, just uh, uh, commend you for the good work that you do, Ma. But Thank also, you. in addition, just say that um, uh, it's, it's a massive margin of society mm. uh, uh, by uh, opportunistic individuals who are preying on the poor and on the desperate. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, the matter is not with government. And I would even go to so far as to say that if we begin to uh, consider uh, regulating churches, we must think very carefully about what that means. Uh, because we grew up with churches. Uh, churches were very effective. But there is a general uh, lack of effectiveness on, on the part of institutions of society, including NGOs, mm. uh, including churches. Uh, I, you know, I would go to so far as to say that the church somehow has ro- lost its effectiveness, its creativity, its vision, uh, you know, the, the, the church must just uh, uh, re, re- gain its module. You know, if I may be flippant or frivolous. I, I think we have to work and get society working. You know, government uh, can do so much. You cannot blame government for all the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think even foreign, uh, foreign people, if you look at how uh, uh, foreign nationals uh, 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 perform, they, they outdo nationals in everything, mm. in small business, in everything they do, good or bad, uh, if I may just go, go to that extent. If you look at small businesses, if you look at, you know, so this kind of invasion of people and, 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 and exploitation of people, yes, is done by many people, mm. but not because these people are foreign but because we have become so weak as a society, we've got to restore the soul of the nation. In other words, existing mainline churches, both independent and other churches, must actually go mm. back to the gospel. Let's work on the soul. Let's work on the consciousness of our people and make sure that our people have a consciousness, can live as human yeah. beings without blaming things on everybody. We were poor when we grew up, mm. but we did not steal. We did not mark anybody. We did not cheat anybody. You know, we've got to work and make things work. You know, this is not to give a cop out to people yeah. who may have to deliver certain things. But I think this easy way of blame it on the government, blame it on the police. Uh, a, a police minister cannot, uh, with hardware of the police, stop crime. Crime is in us, not only in our, our houses and everywhere else, it is in us. It is in our fibers, in our souls. Thank you, Prof. We've got to do some work. Thank, Thank you. So you. And when you Thank beat you. someone up, it's illegal. It's against the law. And uh, let, let, as, as we conclude this conversation, I'm, I'm just seeing this SMS and uh, just quickly trying to get it. Uh, we are almost late for a uh, while. Um, afternoon, too much love for the pastor. Make them an idol. And, and it is easy to fall into a cult. Uh, people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And read the word of God for yourself, SG Christian.
And I guess, I mean, that's the crux of uh, what we're dealing with here. Uh, let's talk about uh, what's going to be happening on the 13th of February. On the 13th of February, we're calling all religious leaders who have an interest in stopping what is happening in the country around the churches. And it's at Rayma Church on February 13th. If people are interested in, in coming, they can phone our office number 011-358-9100 or email us at info at crlcommission.org.za and then we'll give them all the necessary things and they can uh, RSVP mm. and we can know that they are coming. But it's an open invitation to all religious leaders in the country. And and the commission it reports to government, doesn't it? The commission reports to parliament. So, like so, so government is doing its, its part. South Africa, you are called to do your part. I think the time of uh, pointing fingers uh, has ended. Uh, we, we have people pay, praying for people's genitals and actually, you know, placing their hands on people's genitals. We have people um, being made to drink. Actually, they're not made because you voluntarily do this. And, and it, something has to give. Pop-up churches must close, especially ones that don't represent um, the body of what they're supposed to be representing, and that would be the body of Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mam Galuva, for joining us. Thanks a lot for having us. Thank you very much. That's uh, Mrs. Togo Mkwanazi Galuva, who's a chairperson of uh, the Cultural, Religious and Linguistic Rights Commission. That's where we end this conversation. We pay the bills and go straight to Words of Wisdom with May Yvonne Khame. Faith restores hope.